So like I would play Adama and I would talk like <laughs> and I would forget my lines. Aaron made me blush. I just blew all your minds. <laughs> Welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode number twenty-three. I'm Brian. I'm Michelle. Jason. And we're missing a core member today. Dimitri is on paternity leave. So someone else doesn't have to bring the funny. Uh-oh. Are you up to it? I thought he brought the cynic. <laughs> I thought that was you. That though. was you, dude. See, I thought I was the funny and he was the cynic. No, no. He's the funny. You're the cynic. Brian's the negative, And I'm just the girl. Well, one of us is not doing our role very well. I guess that's me. Where's the bikini? <laughs> we are a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> not, that, not that you can tell from the first couple minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We're a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. During the off-season, we're talking about some other sci-fi shows. Today, we're not going to talk about a different... Anything. Anything. <laughs> because we have a interview that we did with Aaron Douglas that we recorded at the Shore Leave Science Fiction Convention in Baltimore this past weekend. And we want to get that out to you. And by we, he means Michelle and Brian. That's right. It was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. I highly recommend this convention. This was the 29th year. It started by the Star Trek Association uh, at Towson. They are some really cool folks. They're really nice. It's a fan-based convention. The guests were really cool. Gary Jones was there. Um, Paul McGillian from Stargate Atlantis. They had a Stargate set up, which was really cool. We got a picture in front of that. Next year is their 30th anniversary. There are no definitive plans as to what's going on next year. It'll most likely be just as cool, if not cooler, because I'm sure they're going to go all out for next year. Yeah, we met some cool people there, like some people from ColonialFleet.org forums. Talked to them about their costumes. I did some videoing and interviewing with them, and I'm hoping to put together a little video podcast of that, which will come out sometime in the next week or so, I hope. And Aaron made me blush. Because he brought up the T word. He did, and it made me blush. That would be Tomo. Tomo. So, um, I, thought, I thought it was when he touched your hip. Oh, yeah, that was hot, too. In front of your husband. He didn't know at the time that he wasn't a husband. <laughs> but that's honest. okay. Sometimes you look at Ted and you wonder how he can be married. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was you look at me and you wonder how I could be married. Your chick. It's easier for you. That's not necessarily true. Like you didn't have a million geeks staring at you walking through that hall last weekend. Oh my god, I almost ran right into her. <laughs> her is it her Jefferson? Yeah. I almost I almost ran into Boomer? him. Yeah. Yes. He was there. He was walking Boomer was there? Now yeah. you wanted to go. Now I wanted to go. <laughs> we didn't interview him though. I would have. He was walking in front of me. I would ask what it felt like being replaced by a hot Asian chick. He was walking in front of me and he stopped dead and I almost ran right into him and he turned around. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But we didn't talk to him. The funny thing is, is I would have yelled boomer and all these guys would have turned around and been so disappointed. <laughs> like, no, no, the real boomer. The original. <laughs> Not the real, just the original. I didn't know he was on TJ Hooker. I only watched like maybe... Blonde uh, Heather Chick on it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, it's a quiz. That one will be a lot clearer. Right. Thomas was in The Fall Guy. Thank you. Yeah. Heather Thomas, who's that? There were two blonde Heathers acting on yeah. cheesy TV shows in the in oh, okay. that time period. Yeah. We have a website called galacticacorum.com and an email that's gquorum at gmail.com. That's G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. We have a new voicemail number. New voicemail number. If you want to call us, the number is 206-350-6756. 206-350-6756. Six seven five six. No, it doesn't spell anything. I'm sorry. No more of the old 
But this one, it kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. 350, 67, 56. I don't think so. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm really kind of pissed that we lost the, our last I one. If you said in the post that it rolls off the tongue and I was reading it going, it didn't roll off my tongue. How did we lose the last one? <laughs> because you got to use it or lose it, folks. Uh, we cry and complain that we want to get voicemails. And we had a really good month of May or early June. And then there was just the off season happened. And yeah, I'm sorry. What's different between May and June and now? Oh, that's right. There's no show. We've actually forgotten the show exists <laughs> because they're taking a year off. I know. You're bitter. You're not the only one. Yeah, it worked for The Sopranos, didn't it? No. No, it didn't. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> here's some con news. We just got back from a con, but here's upcoming cons. The Super Comic Fest, July 21st, 22nd. Super Comic Super Fest! Super Comic Fest is in Meadowlands, New Jersey. That will have... Nikki Klein, oh, our yeah. dear Callie. When's the not-so-good comic fest? <laughs> yeah. The mediocre comic fest! Okay, maybe it's this one. No, it's not. <laughs> because this is Comic-Con 2007 in San Diego, July 26th to 29th. Aaron Douglas will be autographing the brand-new Chief Tiro action figure at the Diamond Select Toys booth. Check the schedule, though, because I'm not sure exactly when his appearance means one's still in the package. Apparently, he got the first uh, action figure. Right, he is the first one. There's another one, Galactica 3, it's called, is in London, it is August 10th to the 12th. Listen to this lineup. You've got Aaron Douglas, Michael Trucco, and then you've got the actors that play Leoben, Tori, and Racetrack. It's all Cylons. Almost so all it's, Cylons. So it's Cylons and a nobody. <laughs> hey, Racetrack. Racetrack's getting up there. I'm so when you attend these cons, I guess his airfare and hotel are covered? It depends. Everybody gets a different package. Because he's doing quite a bit of traveling there. Yeah, to be it based really out of, depends. To be based out of Vancouver, he's all over the place. It depends on the con. It depends on who's running it. Everybody gets a different package. Not everybody gets the same thing. What did you think of his package? According to him, no it's comments. quite impressive. <laughs> and here's one more. This one is Galactic Cruise. September 15th to the 19th. It's departing from L.A. They're touting it as the Galactica Cruise, and they're inviting all kinds of cast members from both the original and the new show this one confirmed so far as Aaron Douglas and some original Battlestar actors, including Terry Carter, who played the original Colonel Ty. If the original Sheba would show up, I'd so be there. I don't even remember Sheba. <sighs> then you weren't an eight or nine year old boy when Which she came was on. Sheba? I was. She's but the I don't one. Remember. She was Kane's daughter. She was the female fighter pilot because in the original show, who female, was she dating? She was brought on as a love interest for Apollo after they killed Jane Seymour. She ran Silver Spar Squadron. Okay. That's a mouthful. That was the Pegasus's main fighter wing. Wow. You are Silver, a geek. Silver Spar Squadron. <laughs> he denies try it. To deny it. He denies it on a daily a geek, basis, sir. but... They actually brought a guy over, too, but he got written out pretty... He got quickly moved to, like, the boomer jolly level of screen time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jolly. I See? totally remember See? Jolly. I, he was like the, the mustache. The, the walrus. Yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> I can't about Jolly. Be- I can't believe they haven't brought Jolly back to the oh. to the new one. You could so have fun. He could be like the comic foil. Yeah. So, of course, they're just not playing a lot of comedy in this no, one. No, they're but not. I forgot about that. <laughs> can't, can't forget about Jolly. Oh. Now, the funny thing is, I'm reading a Battlestar Galactica novel from the 19s, early 80s, late 70s. Because when I was a kid, I had a couple of them. There was, They went along with certain episodes. I remember these novels when I was a kid, and so I'm looking for them on eBay, and I've been collecting them slowly. But 
And the one I'm reading now, which is a novelization of when they go to the, the ice planet and take out the ice the cannon. The, the gun at ice planet yeah. zero. So far, there's no mention of Jolly whatsoever. So I, that's why I totally was blanking Well, it's funny, it. too, because, you know, like Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, like, basically the makeup of any fighter unit was the hero, the sidekick, who could also be, like, the bad boy, the black guy, the fat guy, <laughs> and then everyone else. Mm-hmm. So Jolly was the big fun-loving guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do some promos. At the con, there was a bunch of charities that they were promoting, and some of these are Aaron's, Aaron Douglas's charities, so we want to promote those. Aaron Douglas Charities that he supports, Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation at www.cbcf.org, the Canadian Cancer Society, cancer.ca, Canucks for Kids, which is Canucks Place, a hospice for terminally ill kids, and the Philadelphia Children's Alliance, which is philadelphiachildrensalliance.org. Yeah, the Canucks link, if you go to Google and you look up Canucks, from their homepage you will find links that lead to it. But oh, on ice our, hockey. Yes. On our website we'll post links for all those. Okay, so let's get to the interview we had with Aaron Douglas. I have to say... Aaron's a really cool guy. He's really yeah. gracious to speak with us for as long as he did. It was really nice to talk with him. And so let's go ahead and play our interview. So yeah, we've already started. We're, uh, yeah. we're, already, oh, we're okay. at Shore Leave Science Fiction Convention in Baltimore. We're talking with Aaron Douglas, who of course is Hi, everybody. the chief. <laughs> and we're coming to the second day of the convention. And You've mentioned before, you, we've been to a lot of conventions this year. You've been to yes. Australia. You've been all over the Australia, place. Australia, New Zealand, Italy. You find um, that fans and other overseas might have a different take on the show? Do you think they might see it differently? As, do you get questions differently from them as you do from... Well, when I was in Italy, most of the questions were in Italian. So that was a different thing. Um, come on, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> you know what? No, the, the, the questions are pretty much the same the world over. There's a bit of a different take in the U.S. as opposed to other countries purely based on the culture that is America and um, you guys are at war and you have your boys overseas and it's a very touchy thing and most Americans don't like Bush and the rest of the world hates them so there's a lot of that that kind of stuff so they talk about that and then they but they also know that I'm a Canadian so it's it changes the conversation a little bit but it's very Battlestar specific Americans will ask more military type questions Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, the people overseas would just talk about storylines and, and what's it like to kiss Grace Park and <laughs> boxers or briefs and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, there's a practical joker. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us the story about Rob Williams again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, no, the, con- the cons are great. It's so much fun. So before you were on Battlestar, you've been on several other sci-fi type shows and movies: iRobot, yep. Stargate. Yep. Uh, Andromeda. Yep. Have you been a sci-fi fan? Is this something you've always been into, or is it just that those are the jobs that were coming? I am a sci-fi fan. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Excellent. Massive Star Wars fan. Excellent. Oh yeah, She's it's, the biggest Star Wars. Fan. Star Wars I'm a huge is. Star Wars fan. The, I have Star Wars. I have a a DVD case, uh, like a sleeve, and that I take with me wherever I go and uh, watch on the plane. I bring it to set and watch movies in my trailer between scenes. And Star Wars never leaves that bag. Star Wars, Office Space, mm-hmm. Rest of Development's usually in there. One of the seasons of Deadwood's usually in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Star Wars. I do a lot of sci-fi shows because a lot of sci-fi shows are shot in Vancouver. That's mm-hmm. really the only reason. If I was 
in LA, I probably would have done a lot of sitcoms. If I was in New York, I probably would have done a lot of dramas. It just happens what happens to be shot in Vancouver. So those are the shows we end up getting and doing. Yeah, but my resume is all sci-fi stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you play two different Jaffa on Stargate. I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I die in the first one. And then I come back. So maybe I'm like a Cylon Jaffa. <laughs> I went to the Stargate Resurrection ship. Resurrection Gate. There you go. Ooh, should have talked about this on stage. That would have been great. <laughs> I wonder if there's a resurrection gate in Stargate. You could have got Paul in on that one. I just blew all your minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Stargate was the first gig I ever got. Uh, the first thing I ever booked. The first thing I shot was like Inspectors 2 or something like that. But the first thing I ever booked was uh, Stargate, the, yeah, that episode, Maternal Instinct, mm. where I played Moak and died. After auditioning for the show, nine consecutive episodes. Really? Yeah. We really like him, but we want a fat guy. We really like him, we want an older guy. We really like him, we want a Chinese guy. We really like him, but it was always really like him, but. But I kept coming back. And then finally, uh, they said, yeah, perfect, good. That's him. And uh, made you a Jafar. Made me a Jafar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the second one was actually, it was a two-part episode, Redemption. And one of the episodes was short by like 45 seconds. So they went, oh, we need to write a scene. So they wrote a scene, and then they auditioned for that thing. So I literally showed up, auditioned, and was driving home, and it worked the next day. And, and it was like two months after they had shot that episode. So they shot it at lunch of the episode that they were shooting with a different director and everything, like two months later. <laughs> but I auditioned, and then I was driving home, and my agent phone said, yeah, you got that. Oh, okay. So you need to go in tomorrow. You need to turn around and go back and go to wardrobe. Right, so I did that. Yeah, that was the, the second Stargate where I get to hit Chris Judge. Which was mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. I know someone earlier had talked about Blood, a Butcher's Tale yeah. during your question and answer. We had an email from Alex Ponovic. Oh, we were asking yeah. him. <laughs> we were asking him what it was like to film on green screen since it was completely done in green screen. He said it was interesting trying to pretend where the objects were and how yeah. big they were and how small they were and. Yeah. yeah, what was it like for you to feel? Yeah, that's through? that's the thing because there are no, there's no props. The only the only prop is what you have in your hand or the table that, are, that you're standing in front of or the chair. Everything else is not there. So I would say, okay, where am I in the room? And they'd say, okay, well, the north wall, and they'd explain what's on each wall. This is the north wall. This is the south wall. This is the east wall. But then instead of moving the camera, they move the room. So they, they just tell you, okay, you're still standing in the same spot, but instead of looking at that wall, you're now looking at that wall. The one that was behind you is now in front of you. Oh, okay. Or they'll say, um, this room is 200 feet long. So when you turn around and call to her, she's 200 feet away. And then they'll just digitally put her in way off in the, in the background. So that kind of stuff is, is, was a little interesting and weird, but it was fun. I mean, acting is acting. It's you. Right. As long as you're talking to another person, you just stand and look at the other person. It doesn't matter what's going on in the room or anything like that. How did it, that compare to doing some of the green screen on Battlestar? I don't do a lot of green screen on Battlestar. Okay. The only green screen that I've really done, it was two things. One was uh, spreading Hera's ashes with Hilo, um, or the ashes of that other baby who died. And episode 14 from last year where Callie and the chief get punched out that airlock and get caught that was green screen we were on a harness you can watch that online actually it's funny that was the hell day <laughs> and it was swinging back and forth in front of the green screen the the time that we're on the hangar deck and they green screen because the hangar deck's only so long what you see in the show is a green screen and they they paint in like 200 feet of hangar deck down the thing and but 
that is just the hangar deck's huge. Mm-hmm. It's just one wall is green. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so you don't really have to interact with it at all. You're just worried about the vipers and the people that are right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a vampire killer. <laughs> I snap a couple. Pictures yeah. No. Go ahead. Last year, Ron Moore did a podcast with some other actors while they were. Doing the episodes. And you heard the clink, clink, clink of the scotch glass? <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. And, and uh, James started off very lucid and smart, and, and by the end sleep. it was like, in, in the most remarkable way. Yeah. And he asked uh, around the table if people thought it was a mistake for the silence to be revealed as much as they were. And Jamie Bamber was very outspoken, and they thought that they were. Jamie Bamber outspoken? Really? Uh, and so were, what did you think of it at the time, and has your opinion changed? The revealing of the final four? No, the reveal at the time where we saw more of the Cylon society, the base star, we saw so much more about, we revealed... Yeah, there's a lot about that. A lot of, a lot of people are saying we should have never gone to the base star. We should have never shown the inter- inner workings and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't have a problem with it. There's a lot of things that fans really get a, their, their hair on fire about. And there's a lot of things that the, um, the actors, particularly Jamie and James, because they're so smart. They really, really are just brilliant, brilliant guys. And James Callis in particular thinks of the show and the script on a a level that I'm not even, I don't even know what planet he's on half the time. He really, really picks it apart and um, is really involved with the the, the mythology of the show and, and what works and what will make sense. I mean, if anybody, if any two guys, any two actors could sit down and write an episode, it's those two because they're absolutely brilliant. And they really, really pay attention to all that kind of stuff. I just kind of more trust the writers and go, okay, you know, we're skipping a year ahead. Cool. All right. I didn't even think about it. I just, I read, read it one year later. Right. I don't know why, but it doesn't really smack me like a door in the face, like some other people. But I get that question a lot, uh, particularly the, the jump ahead, the year one that people, what was it like? What did you, you know, wasn't that just a big thing? And I, I didn't even occur to me that it should be a big thing at all. So, um, I don't know, but maybe, I mean, it could be sort of like Jaws. The reason Jaws worked so well is because you never got to see the shark because it was always broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so if you don't show the Cylon, maybe they're more interesting because they're more mystical because they you don't have the information about them. But uh, I don't know. I, the, the Cylon bishop's really cool. Mm-hmm. I've never shot in it, but I always walk in it and just kind of walk around. It's very. It's a beautiful set. It's mm-hmm. very, very... Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Richard Hudolin, who is our designer, is just... The stuff he comes up with is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Silent Bayship's very, very cool. You mentioned the other day that you saw a note in a script that cat out of the bag that you found out for other people. It was an outline. Your... It was an outline for a script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so keeping that inside, you couldn't tell anyone. <laughs> and you were shooting episodes, though, while you were, while you were keeping it inside. Did it affect yeah. your performance in any way? Did you like, play no. a certain way that you thought, you know what, maybe even subconsciously, maybe, do you think? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't really make active choices. Excuse me, can you keep me down in that place? <laughs> I don't make, uh, if you ask anybody on the show, I'm a very odd type of actor. My style is I really don't plan. I don't read the scripts. You know, I don't. A lot of the actors, if they have a two-page scene, the night before they will rehearse it. They'll get like friends over. Grace will get friends over and she will rehearse the scene. I learn my lines in the, re- in the rehearsal. Like we need you for rehearsal. Okay, what are we shooting? Episode, uh, okay, uh, cool. And I'll read them. And I just sort of say things as simply as you possibly can. It's my school of acting. Mm-hmm. So conscious choice about 
that stuff, uh, maybe subconsciously or unconsciously, I, I, I might have done something, but certainly didn't think about it. Didn't think that, okay, this was leading up to being a Cylon. I think this year, more than any other time, I've thought about doing different things because I'm a Cylon mm -hmm. and it's just kind of cool to be a little creepy and weird. Yeah, this year might be a little bit different, but in years past, certainly when I found out, I did phone Mike Truco right away. You're a Cylon and so am I. What? 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 I guess you'll be back on the show next year. What? Was it really a surprise for you, though? Because they'd had laid hints along the way. Oh, absolute surprise. Really? Absolute surprise. No idea. I really, I had no idea. I thought, I did not think that anybody, The I didn't think the final five would be anybody that we knew. I thought maybe they would introduce new people, new characters, new Cylons. You mentioned uh, on stage that you had auditioned for Apollo and for yeah. Gaeta, and some of the other cast members have also auditioned for other parts, like Grace was runner-up to be Starbuck, yeah, and Doc Hoddle auditioned to be Ty. Did you ever consider doing a gag reel once where you guys just all switch places? That's, I have that idea. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I pitched oh, that to great. David last year. I said, we should all, you should write, we should shoot a day <laughs> where um, everybody plays a different character. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought we, one of two ways. You can either do it so you uh, you mimic the person who does it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would play Adama, and I would talk like this, <laughs> and I would do this, and I would forget my lines, <laughs> and have big pauses that made me think like I was thinking. <laughs> but it's because I rem can't remember my fucking lines. <laughs> he has all these big, incredible, dramatic pauses in the script, or in the scene when you're watching it, and I just go... He has no idea what he's going to say. <laughs> he's completely lost his line. Completely lost it. And then it comes back to him. It's yeah. The guy is the best. He's so funny. And he makes it work. Always makes it work. Uh -huh. Yeah, no. So I, I, I thought that would be a really funny thing to do. Yeah. Really funny thing to do. Tomo could be like number six. You know, it'd be good. There you go. <laughs> She's a big Tomo fan. Isn't he help. just dreamy? I can't help it. He's so tall and handsome and muscular and <laughs> studly and all of that. And he's the nicest guy in the world. You've heard that. Yeah, yo, yeah. he abs he absolutely is. And Tomo at a con is I mean, there's no there's no better guy. He just He's a great actor, and he's just a great, great person. He's a really, really great person. Yeah, we had a voicemail from Alex, and he was making fun of Tomo. Oh, Alex and Tomo are like yeah. best pals. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody has the dirt on Tomo Pennekin, it's Alex Ponovic <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, Ponovic. I'm so going to take you down, Ponovic. You've got your Guinness. What is on the, we have the bar now on the Galactica. What is the chief drink? Joe's Bar. Uh, the chief... Well, we just shot an episode where he was drinking Ambrosia, which I don't like to do. Green Gatorade, it actually is. A green Powerade. Uh, but yeah, no, the chief would be a, uh, he'd be a Scotch guy. Mm -hmm. Scotch or whiskey. Like me. <laughs> I'm very much like the chief in very many ways. Galen, he's got to drink some kind of Gaelic something. Yeah, yeah. So Guinness or Guinness, and then you move on into a nice whiskey Scotch. Single you're, malt. You're currently doing an episode that's directed by Edward James Olmos. Yeah, Eddie's directing it. And he's the actor who's directing. Have you ever considered doing that yourself? Do you want to? I'd like to, but they would never let me. Um, maybe maybe down the road I would. I mean, I've directed like short films and stuff oh, really? uh, with my friends, but I've never... Uh, I would like to do an, an episode of Bowser. I think it'd be very, very cool. But at this point in my career, in this level of knowledge that I have, I'm just not ready. I wouldn't be ready to do that. I'd, I'd love to, but... 
our directors are pretty damn good mm-hmm. and uh, they really know what they're doing and, and they have a vision of what's taking place that I just don't have. I think if anybody was ready to direct, it'd be Bamber. Mm-hmm. I think Bamber could direct an episode and it would be outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy really, really has it, has it completely figured out and has a real strong sense and he can really visualize, reading the script, you can visualize what room, where, what camera shots, what angles, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'd like to. Yeah. It'd be fun. I don't think anybody would take direction from me. That'd be another problem. Too. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. you to stand over here. Fuck you, Douglas. I'm standing <laughs> over here. <clears throat> so beyond Battlestar, uh, since the show is ending, have you thought about what your next projects might be after that? Or? No, uh, we're shooting till March, so I'm kind of. Uh, uh, you can't really start planning until closer to then. So I'm thinking probably December, January, I start looking for another show. Hopefully, I'd just get another show. Ideally, I'd like to not have to move to L.A. I would like to get another show that shoots in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I know that I'll never get another show as good as Battlestar Galactica unless I go do something for uh, David Milch or um, David E. Kelly or something. You know, some of the just, I mean, my favorite show is Deadwood. I think Deadwood's, I would literally have given an arm to be on that show that those guys are just it's ridiculous the writing is so good it's so shakespearean old west it's beautiful that's a special show the sopranos was a special show battlestar is a special show i don't know that we're going to get there again with another show so uh i'd like to do a sitcom something a little bit lighter because um i can be funny uh but failing that i'd really like to do films i'd like to do a really like to do like a world war ii movie i'd love to they're shooting uh the second Band of Brothers, yeah. Band of Brothers in the Pacific, coming up later this year, and it conflicts with Battlestar. But I would, man, oh man, I'd die to be in that. That'd be so cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's it's on to another show or hopefully feature films. Do you feel like you still have a few months to go before you wrap completely? But would you play Tyrrell again? Are you done with a character? Do you think after this is done, or would you be open to another, like a movie or a, a spinoff? Um, yeah, I'd be open to talking about doing a movie. It would have to be, it'd have to be good though, because they don't want to come back just to get a paycheck and be make make some piece of shit, right? There's mumblings and rumors. I have no idea if there's any substance to them about doing one-off movies, just go and put them on TV and then straight to DVD the next day, kind of thing. But I don't know if there's any, if it's really true or if it's ever, if it's going to happen. And I don't know if who would be involved with that. I don't think it would be David and Ron. I think that they're moving on to other things and going to do other things. If it was somebody like David Weddle and Bradley Thompson, who are two of the key writers on the show who just do amazing stuff, if they were in charge, uh, or even if they were the writing team and like Mark Verheiden, mm-hmm. if he was the, you know, the kingpin, which would sort of be logical to me. It would be excellent and certainly something that I'd, I'd investigate. But yeah, it's going to be weird walking off the set for the last time. Everybody's being done. It's the last because this year, like Jamie talks about, now when you do something, it's the last time you're ever going to do it, and you know you'll never do that again. And there will come a day where the chief is not on the hangar deck, and there will be a scene where this is the last scene that you shoot on the hangar deck, and it's going to be a really odd thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Ready for something else? Have you staked out the? The item or prop that you're going to take when it's all done. Yeah, there's a viper that's coming parking in my garage. <laughs> a whole viper. Yes. A whole viper. Yeah. No, I'm going to. Uh, uh, I'm going to say this online right now. I'm starting to steal props as we speak. Uh, no, I, I. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you like you want to have your wardrobe. You can't ask for anything because they will not give you anything. Mm-hmm. So you just have to sort of start sneaking things. I, what I really want is one of the the drones. 
we had this whole thing of, of uh, like missiles and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. torpedoes and all that kind of stuff. These drone things that are about this long and they've got the fins and mm-hmm. they're very cool. I think it would look good in my son's bedroom mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling. And then, but there's lots of really kind of interesting and cool props. But yeah, they're just going to box it all, put it into storage because they might do a movie or open a museum somewhere down the line or something mm-hmm. like that. But the Star Trek Next Generation has that great story of the the last day of shooting mm-hmm. where they all walked off the set. One of them, I won't say who, showed up at a at a bar. They all said, let's go for a drink. So he shows up at a bar and they were all sitting there in their wardrobe. And mm-hmm. he had changed clothes into his civilian clothes. And he's like, what are you doing? He said, you'll never get it if you ask for it. I'll be right back. <laughs> Ran back to the thing, went in, put his uniform back on, put his clothes over top, and then and walked out with it. Mm-hmm. And then they phoned me. Do you, what happened to your wardrobe? I don't know. I left it in there. Somebody must have taken it. Probably a grip. There was one of the Teamsters was sniffing around the trailer. But uh, yeah, you, it's, it's pretty hard to hide the big orange jumpsuit underneath yeah. uh, a pair of jeans. So it'll well, be people come dressed as you at a convention. Yeah. So. What come Halloween, what do you dress as? Last year, I wanted to go as Chief Tyrrell. I phoned wardrobe and I said, can I steal my orange suit just for Halloween? I want to go to this party as the chief. And she said, no. Yeah, we don't get along. Um, uh, for Halloween, I, uh, I usually don't do much of anything. I don't really go out on Halloween or New Year's or anything like that. Your own body. Yeah, I like to sit. I like to, yeah, I spend a lot of time alone at home, just kind of chilling, reading a book. If I socialize, I it's, it's at hockey games or uh, I host poker tournaments at my house. So all the boys will come over and play cards and then slowly leave one by one as they lose until yeah. I am victorious. <laughs> you mentioned you were big into charities. You want to go ahead and mention what your, your charity is so we can... Oh, yeah, I have I have two charities that are really, really important to me. I have uh, the Canadian Cancer Foundation. I lost my wife to breast cancer uh, in um, 2004. 2004? Yeah, oh my God. I was coming up on three years. Yeah, it's amazing. And there is a a place called Canuck Place, which is run by the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver, British Columbia. And it is a children's hospice for um, terminally ill children or or kids that are going through treatments for various whatever their, their families can come and they move into this big huge mansion with you know a hundred rooms and and uh it's it's just all play all silliness all the time and these kids that are going through all these really difficult stuff is they just get to be kids rather than hold up in a hospital they get to do this other thing and uh the Vancouver Canucks are amazing with their charity work and their support in the community so anytime I can fire stuff off to those guys it, it's a it's a big deal for me and uh, actually, yeah, at this con, there was uh, the Philadelphia Children's Alliance. They, they're set up here. So I auctioned a couple items off. I think I got $800 for them. And then two items, one for Canadian Cancer and one for uh, Canuck Place, and they got $1,700 each that was incredible. For, uh, for a cast, Absolutely signed amazing. cast thing, yeah. I never even thought to ask for, hey, why don't I get both of you one? Yeah. You know? yeah. I should have let them go to like two grand. <laughs> <laughs> they would have, I think. I know they would have, yeah. Give you both one. So, yeah, those are important. It's important to, to do stuff like that. Okay, well, thank you very much for talking with us. Not at all. Good luck with thank the, you. the season. And thank the you. Show. Thank you. Thanks. Very Hi much. to the listeners. We'll be looking forward to next season. season oh, four. yes. Really yes. looking forward to it. So we're going to turn this off now and talk about spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice night. <laughs> I just want to thank Aaron for sitting down with us and doing the interview because that was very cool on his part. 
He is a really nice guy. Yeah. Really nice guy. Hopefully we'll have more interviews like that for you in the future. Maybe we'll get some more cons or we can get a, a phone in of some kind. But yeah, that was really cool. So I think this episode's gone long enough. If you have questions for us about the con or anything else related to Battlestar, send us an email. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. Again, our new voicemail number is 206 350 Six seven five six. That's going to take a while for me. To it just <laughs> rolls off your tongue. It does not. Roll. You're right. It does <laughs> not roll. Name my child that. Yeah. <laughs> so until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Sorry, I had a total like down draft on that yeah, one. Yeah, what just happened? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, oh my god, she just went depressed on us. It's like my my sugar high went. Bye bye. All right. <laughs>